Welcome to another episode of Calling an Audible. This is a podcast recorded here at UMC with a focus on local, regional, and national news and sports. My name is Greg Johnson, along with my co-host, Zach Greenberg. And to start off with, we'd like to congratulate our sister school, UMD, for winning the Men's National Hockey Championship with being the last team admitted into the tournament, and they came out on top after losing last year. It's a great feat to see, and proud of those guys over there. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to see uh, a Minnesota school win it. Uh, the Gophers couldn't be in it this year. Obviously, we don't have a hockey team, so by default, uh, congratulations to the Bulldogs for winning the championship. Going into some uh, UMC sports, uh, we'll talk about uh, some baseball. Greg, want to update us on the baseball team? Well, for the past couple days since Sunday, and today is Wednesday now, so we've been chiseling ice off our field because we recently got a tarp that was donated to us by the St. Paul Saints because one of our former players now is the head groundskeeper there. So they shipped up a tarp over the summer and then we put it on the field as fall fall ball ended. So now we've been chiseling three inch thick ice off the tarp and just anywhere on the field. But the nice part is the field should be ready to go for our games tomorrow versus Bemidji. So hopefully all goes well with that. It's been It's been a fun ride with that field work well and hopefully uh you'll be able to use to to use the field because i i'm not too confident in a tarp from the saint paul saints the winnipeg gold eyes are a p- far better franchise so here we go with your two-time defi- two-time defending champions no big american anything, association huh? yeah 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 you keep it going but so in news today uh conor mcgregor is officially charged with assault and criminal mischief from his episode at the Barclays Center and personally I'm glad to see him charged with this. I think it's time for him to get off his high horse and realize the extent of damage he's done. I hope I honestly hope he gets if he gets put in prison I think it'd be a good thing for him but I don't see how he will. He'd probably just get probation. It won't happen. No. He'll he'll get probation of some sort and then some community service and maybe a huge fine but again he just needs to realize that he's not above everyone else. We're all people here and just throwing a temper tantrum because Dan White took away his belt because he won't defend it. I mean, one day we're all going to grow up, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Well, when you have that kind of money laying around, uh, it's hard to grow up yeah. because uh, money gives you the opportunity to live ho- however you want. And uh, that's I'd what Conor McGregor <laughs> showed last week. Did you see the uh, proposal for the MMA rules for McGregor versus Mayweather? I didn't. Oh, my God, dude. these It's basically just going to be another boxing match. Yeah, oh, I did see that th- yep. there would be no kicking allowed. and So the official line is with four-ounce gloves, no shoes, five-minute rounds, and 155-pound division. So no kicks, no takedowns, no elbows, no knees. Certain things will be allowed in the clinch. So... It's a boxing match in the octagon, basically. Yep, with four-ounce gloves, and you can do certain holds, I think. But no takedowns, nothing like no knees, no elbows. What? It, what is that? That's not MMA. It just sounds like a boxing match. Uh, going into uh, some playoff uh, pictures, we have the NBA playoffs finally taking shape with the uh, Houston Rockets at the number one overall seed and the Toronto Raptors. Uh, clinching the second seed after following uh, Golden State's 40-point loss to the Utah Jazz last night. 
That was just a beatdown. It was a beatdown. The The Warriors are definitely limping into the playoffs this year, and uh, who knows how far they'll make it. The Rockets are hot. The Raptors are hot. Cleveland's kind of heating up, and y- you know how LeBron LeBron James in the playoffs is just, LeBron James it's in the playoffs. It's a one-man team, yeah. It's a one-man team. Drags the, all those so, people kicking and screaming. Eight consecutive finals appearances for LeBron James. I don't think it'll be nine, though. Who do you have that's beating the them? Because the Celtics are Celtics, Celtics are going to be Kyrie. losing the first round. It has to be Toronto. Well, I would be very happy if that was the case, but Toronto is known for choking yep. in the playoffs, no matter how well they do in the regular season. A lot of people are talking about the 76ers, who are now the three seed in the East, making it to the finals. Trust the process, but, just uh, like Joel Embiid. To me, honestly, whatever team makes it out of the West is going to win the championship, yeah. in, I don't in my s- opinion. I don't see Toronto losing to Washington. I mean, that's that's far-fetched. And Washington without – I don't think John Wall is back. He even. is back, yeah. He is back now? Yep. But, again, Toronto's just – they're too good. Yeah. They're just too good. And, again, Boston without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward for sure is not coming back. Toronto's a good regular season team, and then – Kyle Lowry is nowhere to be found in the playoffs every single year. <laughs> so, I am a I am a Raptors fan being Canadian, but, but you think one I'm not going to get my hopes up. Yeah, one of these years you'd hope that did show up. Yeah. I'm but, done getting my hopes yeah, up. I don't for see the Cleveland losing to Indiana. But the team I'd watch would be Milwaukee, but again they have to go through Philadelphia. Yeah, cuz Giannis they, they, and Aquino They could get hot. It can happen, but prediction finals. Two teams Ooh. and the amount of games. Go. That's a tough one. I honestly think Toronto versus Houston. And Houston's going to win six games in six. Win in six? Yep, four to two. Well, my finals prediction will be a little bit different. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to say it will be the San Antonio Spurs Yuck. versus the Cleveland Cavaliers in the finals. And it will go to seven <laughs> games. With the winner being... With the winner being... Drum roll, please. <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers. Really? You... Wow. If they win... The, the Spurs are one of the hottest teams in the West right now, and, and they're doing this Kawhi, all huh? without Kawhi Leonard. So a lot of people don't think he's going to come back, but I'm hoping that he can come back, and if he does come back for the playoffs... Golden State's limping around right now, and I think and I'm and but once they get healthy though, they're formidable. Yeah, that's the thing is they have to get healthy. They are. They they have to get healthy and but if Kawhi's in San Antonio, I think they can easily beat the Rockets because oh. they can shut down James Harden easily. The, James Harden's weakness is the San Antonio Spurs. I thought James Harden's weakness was the playoffs. That too, and defense. But they have Chris Paul <laughs> now, so well, yeah. wait, you're saying James Harden plays defense? No. <laughs> that, I mean, come on, let's be real here. Moving on to the NHL playoffs. The uh, NHL playoffs are now finally set in stone with the Nashville Predators being the number one seed, the Tampa Bay Lightning being the number one seed in the East. Um, What do you think about the playoffs? What do you think is going to happen? I want to watch and see what Las Vegas does. They're the new team this year. They took first in the Pacific Division, but they're a group of upstarts, a bunch of misfits that all came together with, a purpose of not wanted on their other team. And now they're here with the one seed in the Pacific, as I said. But they're not a playoff experienced team. And 
correct me if I'm wrong, NHL playoffs is way different from the regular season, right? Well, it's, it's a different it's, beast. It's long. It's a it's a different animal, and experience is definitely necessary when it comes to the playoffs. And the only one they have ex- with experience is Mark Andre Fleury, mm-hmm. and, and he has Cup winning experience, which will be nice. Which is huge to have your goalie as someone who's like him. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's just as good as Marty Broder. I'm not saying he's better, but he's comparable. But I don't. I just don't know how well they're going to do. I want. I'm rooting for him because, you know, it's cool to see a new team like this be so successful successful right out the gate. I just don't think they're going to do it. But I also want to see what happens when Washington and Pittsburgh meet again in the playoffs because Washington has to beat Columbus to get to the next round. And yeah, Pittsburgh, they'll both make it to the you know, second yeah, round. Pittsburgh won't lose to Philadelphia, but I could see it happening because Philadelphia has been on the up and up recently. They've been hot. But, again, it's Pittsburgh and Washington, but... Is Ovi going to finally get the monkey off his back and beats Crosby in the playoffs? I guess we'll have to wait and find out if he even gets to that point. It should, but based on playoff experience. It's always been Sid the Kid over Ovi. How about uh, Jets Wild, uh, my hometown being Winnipeg? Versus the state being of a hockey. Minnesota boy. Uh, what do you think about that, that series? How far is it going to go? I'd be a lot more confident in the Wild if they were completely healthy. Because our top two defensemen, Suter, he's out for the rest of the season with that fractured fibula in his ankle. And Jared Spurgeon's coming off a torn hamstring, a partially torn hamstring. He's game-time decision like every single game this series. It's half our blue line is from the Iowa Wild. They're not, not saying they're bad or a bunch of scrubs. They're quality players, but it's a young bunch. They Playoff hockey is different than regular season. So... I'm hap- I'm going to be happy to see how they perform. You know, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is one of the series to watch because every time the Jets play the Wild, it's always a physical smash-mouth game. It's a 200-foot game every single and time. That, and that's what I like about the new playoff format from the NHL is that it has a lot more divisional matchups. It's those rivalries, right? Yeah, and you have right those there. rivalries and intense games. Uh, the Jets' season series with the Wild is 3-1. to one. So we'll see if that plays a factor. The odds are in Winnipeg's favor, but... For sure they are, but the Wild, I would argue that the Wild have more playoff experience. They than do. The They're the older team. And that can, that can definitely play a factor in the playoffs, and it has in the past. Another key factor for the Winnipeg Jets, I think, will be Paul Stasny. Yep, that was a great addition for the Jets at the trade deadline. He has 13 points in 19 games, so a little under a point a game for him. And... Look to see him perform in the playoffs as well as he has a lot of playoff experience. Yeah. I see the Wild taking they'll, – they'll win the series, but it'll take every single game. It's not going to be – I have the Jets in six, but uh, it'll I be the Wild we'll see how seven. that happens. You say Wild in seven? Wild in seven. You think the Wild are going to go into Winnipeg in front of the crazier things the craziest happened. fan base in the, the National Hockey League. Really? The and craziest? win that game. Easily wow. the loudest – I'm not saying they're not the loudest, but every every fan of every every person that has their favorite team says their fan base is the craziest. True. I mean, I think the Minnesota Wild have the craziest fan base. Then again, that's just my biased opinion being from Minnesota and being a state of hockey boy. Another thing to think about regarding the playoffs is teams get hot and teams yep. get cold. And it's who shows up and who doesn't. Exactly. Right. That's that's right the now, beast of it. Right now, 
the Jets in the West, at least. The Jets and the Ducks are the hottest teams in the West, winning their last five. Jets going 9-1 and one in the last 10, Ducks 8-1-1. and one. That is huge for them. They and, fi- the du- they and the Ducks, out, they they passed San Jose by one point to uh, to take over the, the second place and get home ice advantage for the first round. So that was pretty big for the Ducks. They went from uh, ninth place in the West to uh, all the way up to second in the Pacific Division in like two weeks' time. So they're pretty hot right now, so look for them as well. To uh, to advance pretty far. What are your uh, cup predictions and games? Washington, Nashville, and Washington in six. Washington, you think Ovi's finally going to get his cup? He's due. He's due. He's been. He is due for one, but it's just been so long, and I just want to see that man win a cup. As much as I, as much as I want to see the Wild win, I don't think they'll get past Nashville in the next round. Nashville's just. But then again, they've beaten Nashville pretty handily in the regular season, so I'm not ruling anything out. I think the East is too difficult for for Washington to make it well, there. Well, the East is too difficult for any team, really. The East is... I mean, it, Tampa Bay probably has the best chance. The East in hockey is like the West in the NBA this year. Just stacked. It's just stacked. You have the Lightning, the Bruins, even... I hate to say this, but even the Maple Leafs are looking good going into the playoffs. It's, so, it's a dogfight. It's just toughest one comes out, and I think Washington's going to show it this year. Well, my my Stanley Cup Finals prediction will be the Ducks versus the Penguins and Ducks in seven. Really? That is my Stanley Cup prediction. So it won't be a three-peat by Sid? Nope. They will lose in the finals to the Anaheim Ducks. Your second favorite team. Uh, they're, they're 1A and 1B in my 1A. mind. You know, it's hard to grow up. You know, you grow up and you don't have a hockey team and you hear all about the Winnipeg Jets who left – because of Gary Bettman, and you have to instantly, you have to, you can't grow up not being a fan of a team. Oh right! So you have to I, pick one. I decided to be a fan of the Anaheim Ducks because back from the Mighty Duck days. Back in the Mighty Duck days, because go. I would always see videos of Timo Solani um, scoring goals for the Winnipeg Jets, and then he was on yep. the Ducks. So I said, "Well, yeah, follow I'm your favorite be, player. I'm going to be go. a Ducks fan." I don't and blame then, you there. I, and then the Jets came back, and that's my hometown, so I can't not like the Jets. Yeah, you just so. can't be that guy and not root for your hometown. Yeah, team. and I'm not going to ditch my old team that I grew up grew up loving. So those are my two teams, That's and I'll stand by that. That's respectable. But another note I'd like to make on the NHL before we move on is the Sedin Twins are finally retiring. That's a long time in the NHL, long time with the Vancouver Canucks. I never would have seen more dedication to a franchise than they have shown. Especially yeah. when they're drafted right behind each other, one after the next. The loyal the loyalty they showed is something that every coach and organization wants to see in a player. And they were drafted together, and they spent they're eighteen in. years with the eighteen years with the Vancouver Canucks. And if and I read it, if I read it correctly, one if not the other leads all the statistical categories for franchise records. Yeah. Which yeah. is honestly a cool and thing. They and the, they ended it on a good note, too. With yep, they the, won their last home game, yeah, with, I believe. Yeah, they won the last home game. I believe it was a Henrik Sedin to Daniel Sedin one-timer. Yep, to, to in win overtime. the game in yep. overtime. You can't go out in a bigger bang than that. I'm happy yeah. to see that. Yeah, Henrik set up Daniel, which, happens, which happened all too much over the last 18 years, and Daniel won the game for them. A fun-time hockey. Yeah. So moving on to the Masters, Patrick Reed won the Masters for his first ever 
overall victory, I believe, right? At His first ever major tournament. He, had, he ever had five victories prior, but in minor But it was a major victory? First, first ever, ever major game. tournament victory. That's impressive. Going Very into the impressive. Masters, never winning a major cup, and then just getting a green jacket at, was he 14 under par? Yep. But another note I'd like to see, I saw was Tiger finished at one up on par, which I thought he'd do better, but considering, all things considered, you know, he's probably a little rusty, competition's a little stiff. He's just finally getting back in the swing of things, pun intended. Yeah. So. Well, he, he made the cut at the Masters for... He made we, it for a reason. Yeah. And he... And um, Patrick Reed was actually minus 15 at the end of the day. Oh, was it? Just to, just to correct that. Okay. But uh, Ricky Fowler was at minus 14, and he... And he came close, and he actually finished ahead of Jordan Spieth for second place and uh, and left Augusta with a nice $750,000 for second place. So And Bubba Watson was tied fifth at 9-under. Yep. yep, there we go. So, you know, as much as I hate on golf, I do respect the athletes in it. It's just not fun to watch, but I no. do understand it is way more fun to play. Yeah, golf's a fun sport. I, I'd argue that it's the most difficult, the most challenging sport to play mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, physically, gotta, obviously not, but they 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 are definitely getting probably fifty thousand steps every, steps in every time they touch the course. So, I'd love to see someone put on like a little walking odometer and just see how many miles they walk in a day on the course. And think about they do that for four days in a row. Thursday, yeah, my legs Saturday, would be dead. No joke. So. Yeah. So going on to the MLB, Giancarlo Stanton is off to a slow start in the Bronx. And I find this funny because the Yankees booed him two days in a row because he's, he went 0 for 5 with, I believe, 4 or 5 strikeouts both those days. And he's the first ever player in the history of the MLB to do so. And I do like how he takes it, though. He said, because this is on BleacherReport.com, he's just, he says, just go, he's just got, he said, just got to look at it as a bad week. He told the reporters, the season's much longer than a week and a couple of good games, and I could turn around and help us win. Because he is currently 7 for 42. He's batting 167 with three home runs and seven RBIs or his first 10 games in the pinstripe uniform. And as I said, he went 0 for 7 with five strikeouts in Sunday's 8-7 loss to the Orioles and his second time already this season with five strikeouts in a game. I mean, historically, that's not numbers he should be putting up. He should be hitting 250 and not striking out as much but it's, got, st- it's still early but i feel like he can definitely rebound it, it, at the same time it could also just be not a good fit with him and the yankees but uh one thing you also gotta look at though is this may not be known to the public but pitching is different from national league to american league because in the national league you have you have eight technical hitters because the pitcher isn't all that he isn't really considered a hitter unless you have Shohei Otani. But again, he's in the Angels, he's in the American League. But you'll see more fastballs in the National League than you will in the American League because in the American League, you got to deal with the DH, who's a threat every time. So you have to throw curveballs, sliders. You have to keep every single hitter off balance, so it's more of a mental game. So he's probably seeing more curveballs, more off-speed junk, and he can't locate those fastballs he's, he's so used to in the MLB, in the National League. So maybe that could be it. Maybe it's not. I'm not sure. But, you know, on the other side of the continent, we have Shohei Otani, who is off to a fantastic start. 
And it's definitely a good start after what we saw out of him in the preseason. <laughs> Dude, I he shouldn't have been on the major league roster based on his preseason. But I guess the Angels saw something in him, and they were 100% He's right. He's proven everyone wrong. I mean, it's great to see. I mean... The dude, what he's doing right now in the MLB hasn't been done since Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. pitching and hitting. And in his 19 at-bats, there's a little statistic that he has more home runs than the entire Marlins roster in their 273 at-bats. Uh, well, the Marlins are just a different story after what they did this offseason with Derek Jeter. <laughs> I mean, the, I kind of saw like when he traded Giancarlo to the Yankees, I'm just like, oh, he's just rebuilding the team he left. And he got him for next to nothing. A couple prospects and Starlin Castro. And you're like, pennies to the dollar on that one. So what is your uh, early season MLB predictions? Well, I see the Giants have kind of resurfaced in, uh, compared to where they were the past few, past few years. And the Dodgers are a little bit down, which, you know, again, it's a young season. You don't expect much. And... Even the Twins, as much as they're off to a hot start, they're, they kind of slow down too. But you can't really look too much into the beginning of the season because it's a 162-game season. But Boston's off to a 9-1 start. The Twins are 5-4 and four now after beating the uh, defending champion Astros last night. But even then, the Astros are 9-3. and three. Well, one thing I really noticed is the Mets. They're off to a heck of a start right now. Matt Harvey seems to be back to his 2013 form, which is great to see. The Dark Knight is back in the Big Apple, as he goes by his nickname. But there's really no way to tell who's going to be where at the end of the season because, as we all know, baseball is a mental game. It's based on stats. So it's, it's a grind. Have to, at the end of the season, we'll know more, maybe towards the midway point. But it's too hard to make any predictions now. But I'm impressed to see that there are some upstart teams that haven't been and you know the, in the past and you know years. the Astros are going to be strong again oh the they're going to be good season. for like the next five years if they can maintain their core. they could be they could be the next dynasty in the MLB they could be if they keep their pitching their hitting and they make sure they have enough depth on the bench you know I'm happy to see a struggling franchise for so long be so good but it's it's funny to note that you have well, to take they, in order they to be executed good. well they executed the the textbook team rebuild oh yeah they, so many general managers and and teams try and and do and they executed it to perfection the cleveland browns have been trying to do it for the past <laughs> 20 years or so and they're still unsuccessful yeah, the 76ers finally hit on it but yeah at so much scrutiny and criticism from the league but you know they got the job done the next team to do it in the nba needs to be the sacramento kings they, oh my uh, god they've been bad for a very long time too i don't remember last time they're good Maybe when they had Mike Bivy and Jace. Oh, who is, who is White Chocolate? Uh, Jason Williams, I think. Yeah, that's it. So, so yeah, look for um, more teams to rebound in the future and turn their, turn their teams around. And, and if you're looking for a team that did it to perfection, then it would be the Houston Astros. Yeah. Are you rooting for the uh, Blue Jays this year? I'm always rooting for the Blue Jays. That's our country's team. But, you know, they're not looking as good as they have in the past. I really wish they would have re-signed Jose Bautista. But he's still a free agent. He right? is still a free agent. But that's he, interesting. he's came out and said that he's only going to play for a team that's a contender. So, okay. you know, it's possible he could go to the Red Sox. They were talking about... I don't think they could afford him because he wants too much, right? Yeah. 
But at the same time, if he's not picking up a contract, he'll he's sign for to, cheap. Yeah. He's gonna have to settle because he's that's what a lot of veterans do. Year without getting paid. Yeah, when they ring Chase, they'll be like, oh, "I'll take less money just to win a ring." Well, we could see what happens as injuries occur throughout the season. Teams yep. are gonna start having more needs. It's and a long he'll season. Be, he'll be well. Happen. He'll be well rested and and ready to go if a team if a team wants him. So. Well, on that note, uh, we'll conclude uh, today's podcast of Calling an Audible, and um, we wish you all a good day. Calling an Audible is made possible through the assistance of the University of Minnesota Crookston Media Services Department and executive producer James Pogachnik. The views expressed on Calling an Audible are not necessarily the views of the University of Minnesota Crookston or its affiliates.